for us. So, oh, how about almost, maybe? All right, there we are. So, um, guys, I, I am really excited about, uh, about, about what God is wanting to speak to us today. Um, it was funny because it's been almost a month, actually it's been right at a month since I spoke last, just the way everything kind of worked out in August. And, um, and I had planned that whenever I was going to start off September, starting a new series, and it was going to be awesome, and God was going to do all these things. And then earlier this week, God said, yes, but not yet. He said, because there's something that I want to give to Life Church that is very important for each one of us today. So this morning, even if you don't normally come here, I want you to know that you're here today for a specific reason. And God has actually placed you here today. Even if you're like, I'm, I'm just here because I happen to be in town or I'm visiting friends or I'm doing this or whatever. Don't discount what God wants to speak to you today. Okay. The title of today's message is Seasons. Seasons. I'm not talking about the restaurant in Durango that's really good, but about seasons. We all know that in the natural sense, there are seasons to life, right? Labor Day is kind of the unofficial end of summer and the beginning of fall. It's just kind of that changing of seasons starting to come in and do all those things. And we need to understand that there are seasons in the spiritual realm, just like there are seasons in the natural realm. In the book of Genesis, chapter 8, so think about it, from the very beginning of the Bible, it says this, As long as the earth endures, seed time and harvest, cold and heat, summer and winter, day and night will never cease. There will always be seasons, Right? I mean, I guess if you're in Texas, maybe that might change a little. But, you know, but, but most of it's summer. I mean, winter might last one day. But other than that, but there are still changes in those seasons. And the reality is, though, is that we have to begin to remind ourselves and understand that just like there are things in the natural, God also wants to do things in us in the spiritual. Earlier this week... Christy and I were, were talking about just some of the things at our house that we need to do now that summer is ending and to get prepared for winter. There are preparations that have to be made for the changing of seasons, right? If I continue to just let our, what is that big bush outside the door that's really pretty and smells good half the time? and The one right outside the window in the front. The lilac bush, if I just continue to let that thing be 25 feet tall, it's going to become overwhelming if I don't prepare it for the next season. If I don't cut it back, then when we do get snow in the next season, that thing's going to get so heavy that it's going to break. And it's going to be much harder on that plant itself. I have to begin to prepare things for the next season. As this season is coming to an end, we have to start doing things in our lives to be preparing for the next season. God is, God is saying, hey, seasons are changing. It's time to start doing something. It's time to start making some changes. And we need to recognize the season 
and recognize the ending of one and the beginning of another so that we can do things that need to be done. In Ecclesiastes chapter 3, it says this, For there is a time for everything and a season for every activity under the heavens, a time to be born and a time to die, a time to plant and a time to uproot, a time to kill and a time to heal, a time to tear down and a time to build, a time to weep and a time to laugh, a time to mourn and a time to dance, a time to scatter stones and a time to gather them, a time to embrace and a time to refrain from embracing, a time to search and a time to give up, a time to keep and a time to throw away, a time to tear and a time to mend, a time to be silent and a time to speak, a time to love and a time to hate, a time for war and a time for peace. There is a season for everything under heaven. Sometimes we can get very frustrated. If you're anything like me, you can get very frustrated because it seems like the season that you're walking through seems to be taking a lot longer than somebody else when they walk through that same kind of season. And you're going, God, that's not fair. How come they get to do this? I mean, they were in this for two weeks and I've been in this for two years. This is not fair. Different plants react to different seasons differently. We have to understand that there is a season for everything that we are walking through, no matter what. I I, I did a a message a few years back, and it was, I used the phrase, it wasn't called this, but I used the phrase from Winston Churchill when he said that when you're going through hell, keep going. Keep going. And sometimes these seasons in our lives, it feels like we're just kind of stuck and it feels like, man, where there's no end in sight. Well, when you're in those moments, keep going. Do what God has asked you to do in that season. I really believe that this is a moment of importance in each one of our lives today. We're at a place where many of us are transitioning from one season into the next. And I have a, rhetorical question you don't actually have to answer all right just a rhetorical question for you what are you going to do in this moment how are you going to respond how are you going to react what are you going to do in this moment where you're going man i recognize that this one season is ending and there's a new one coming when we find ourselves in these transition seasons we have to start preparing and pruning and getting everything in our life ready for the next season. In the fall, whenever you kind of cut everything back, you do it for several reasons. But one of the reasons that you do it is because it then allows the roots to grow deeper in the winter time so that you're not, they're not stressing so much out here and they can go down deeper. And then in the following season after that, you become even more fruitful than you were before. God has, I believe, all of us at certain places right now where we're going, man, it's time for me. I know that God is saying it's a season that this is ending but this next season is really scary and I'm not sure that I really want to step into it. Well, the reality is, is that seasons come whether I want them to or not. 
So I should do what I need to do to prepare so that I'm ready and capable and able to step into the next season. God is putting before us a challenge today to say, hey, 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 it's time. It's time to let go of this old season that you've been in and step into the new season. Sometimes we can be so caught up with the old season because it's familiar. It hasn't been necessarily fun. It hasn't been easy. I'm not saying any of that, but it has become familiar that we just didn't say, yeah, it'll be fine. I'm going to milk this to the last day of summer, no matter what. Dude, it's January. Put some, take off your flip-flops, put on boots. I'm fine. No, man, it's summer forever up here, right? And we have not allowed ourselves to be prepared for that season that's coming. Because we're going, this I know. I know these things. This is, this is, is even as awful it is as it has been. It has now become comfortable and I like it. And I'd rather stay here on something that isn't great than step into the new that's really scary. How many times did when the children of Israel were going from Egypt into the promised land, God kept doing miracle after miracle after miracle after miracle for them. And how many times did their their response was, oh, if we were only back in Egypt. Life was so much better then. I'm like, dude, you were slaves for 400 years. No, life was so much better. You see, they had this rose-colored glasses because of the familiar, that they would rather hang out with the familiar than step into the new. Things that you need to prune in your life or maybe even completely cut down in the season of transition, it's time to start asking God what those things are. Because if we don't handle it now, it will be a hindrance in the next season. We need to do what needs to be done and do not let fear or pride keep us from doing the right thing. So often, man, I mean, I, I get it, guys, I get it. But so often, be like, ah, oh, but this I know. What if? What if? And we always play that what if game in the most negative way possible. What if I step into this and it's everything I've ever dreamt for? What if I step into this and it's everything that God has ever designed me to step into? But we have to be willing to let go of the old. We have to be willing to cut those things back, maybe even cut some things down. Don't allow the enemy to keep you from bearing fruit in the next season of your life simply because you're too afraid or too lazy to do what needs to be done right now. I'm preaching to me. I mean, God's showing me this. I'm like, God, no, this is for everybody else, right? And he's like, and he's going, and don't forget this, and don't forget this, and don't forget this. I'm like, shh, I want to be, shh, no, you know. But there are things in my life that just have to change, that have to be dealt with so that I can step into this new season that God has for us. 
And I believe that I'm not alone. I believe this is probably all of us. And some of these things, like I said a minute ago, are terrifying. Some of these things we're going, man, but God, that just seems weird. That seems this. I don't know. How is that ever going to work? Who cares? Do we trust him or do we not? It's always easy to trust God until we actually have to trust God. I really believe that God's grace is here right now for us to begin to prepare for the next season. You might sit there and go, okay, but Christy, you don't understand. Like I tried to prune some of these things back a year ago and it just devastated me. Well, that may not have been the right season. But I believe now is the time. Now is the season where God is saying, hey, it's time. It's time to start dealing with these things. All these past hurts, all these past traumatic experiences, all these awful things that have happened in your life, give them to me and let me prune them so that you can become even more fruitful in this next season. Watch and see how free you can be when you let go of those things and you let my freedom into your life. He has called us to be free. And he has called us to free others. And he has called us to know him at a deeper level. And in order to effectively do those things, we have to prepare now. We cannot put off until tomorrow that which should be done today. I had a college professor tell me that all the time because I was always putting off everything until tomorrow, what should have been done yesterday. <laughs> Don't miss an opportunity where his grace is there to help you walk into things even though they've scared you in the past, even though they've been challenging to you in the past. See, the great thing is about God's grace is that so often we think of grace as just that it's God's unmerited favor, and that's part of it. It is part of it. But grace is more than just the unmerited favor of God. It's actually the supernatural enablement of God giving me his power through me to walk into the things that he has called me to walk into. He is giving me the divine enablement. And that's what's so great about his grace because it's not about me. All I have to do is say, Jesus, I'm just going to surrender this part to you. I got to give this to you. Holy Spirit, take control. And I think I'm going to actually do it. And then step into it and let his grace be the thing that comes up inside of you. When I was in Bible college, I was a terrible student. I was awful. I finally passed. And then about 10 years later, I felt God stirring in me saying, you need to go get your master's degree. And I'm like, you are talking to the wrong person, God. Don't you remember? I barely passed undergraduate. I mean, barely. I'm like, I don't even think anybody will take me, right? You know, and but God kept dealing with me on it, and I would argue with God, and God said, listen, if I've asked you to do it, then my grace is going to be there for you to do this. And I got such good grades, I know it wasn't me. <laughs> it was the complete divine enablement of God to do these things. We're like, man, this is great. Wow, holy cow, this is amazing. All the things that God just continued to do. Don't let fear or insecurities keep you from stepping into what God is asking you to do next. 
we need to be faithful to what he has asked us to do. Because when we are faithful and we stay the course, we will see the harvest in the right season. Galatians uh, chapter 6 tells us this. It says, Let us not become weary in doing good, for at the proper time we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. Other versions say, At the proper season we will see the harvest. So many times, and I, I can speak for myself, so many times I have given up simply because it didn't happen in the way that I thought it should happen or in the time that I thought it should happen. And I gave up just before the harvest time was coming. We had some radishes in our, I call it a garden. It was like a a bin, you know, like this. But we had some radishes and I thought, oh man, for sure, those are ripe. Picked it up. It is not ripe. Tried to tuck it back in. That one's not looking so good. I did not reap the harvest of that radish plant because I tried to do it sooner than when it was ready and in season. Don't give up just because it's taking a little longer, just because it's a little harder than what you thought that it might be. I want us to be those who have been, excuse me, I want to be one who has been obedient and who has prepared for the seasons to come. The Bible tells us that we will be those who bear fruit continually if we are obedient to God's word. And we have to let his word work on us from the inside. In Psalm chapter one, verses one through three, it says, blessed is the one who does not walk in the step with the wicked or stand in the way that sinners take or sit in the company of mockers, but whose delight is in the law of the Lord and who meditates on his law day and night. That person is like a tree planted by streams of water, which yield its fruit in season and whose leaves does not wither Whatever they do prospers. Other versions say that they, that, that fruit continuously or that tree continuously be, bears fruit. Continuously. But the way to do that is that we have to be planted by the streams of water. And by that water, it's by that living water of God. The Holy Spirit saying, Holy Spirit, I need you to be flowing in my life. I need you to be flowing through me because there's something of you in your life that never changes to where I will be continually able to bear fruit. But I have to be planted there. Revelation chapter 22, one through two, it says this. It says, then the angel showed me the river of the water of life as clear as crystal flowing from the throne of God and of the lamb. Down the middle of the great street of the city on each side of the river stood the tree of life bearing 12 crops of fruit, yielding its fruit every month. And the leaves of the tree are for the healing of the nations. We can tap into that tree of life in our life, to be the people who continually bear fruit in every season, but we have to let God prepare us for each season that is coming up. And we have to be willing to put in the effort to prepare things for that season. We can't just talk about it. I'm good at talking about stuff. We actually have to do it. One day I'm going to do this. Well, that's been 13 years, Chris, and you haven't even started yet. 
but one day I will, all right? Don't let that become our, who we are in the way that God is asking us to do things. God's saying, hey, the season's now to prepare. One day I'm going to prepare for that next season. Well, that one day is today. And it's time for us to start doing something about it. It amazes, I was, when I was thinking about this last night, I also started thinking of the story of Naaman in the Bible. And he goes to the prophet and he says, Elisha, and he says, he, uh, he, he's, he's a commander of an army and he has leprosy. And at that point in time, I mean, that's a, it's a death sentence. And he goes to the prophet Elisha and he says, Elisha, here I am, I have leprosy, but I know that God uses you to heal people. And so I'm coming to you and I want to give you all these things for you to heal me. And Elisha says, no, you don't, I don't need any of your stuff. And he tells him this, he says, go to the Jordan River and bathe, dunk seven times and you'll be healed. The commander was so mad because here he is coming to offer all these gifts and he wants Elisha to tell him something profound to do, something difficult to do, something that's going to almost in a sense, I mean, we would, when we do it in our own life, it's almost like in a way that we try to like, I need to pay a penance in order for me to be able to receive this. So I have to do something way harder than go down to the Jordan River that's kind of gross and dip seven times. And he's furious about it. And then finally, one of his men says, hey, sir, um, don't kill me. But uh, if he had asked you to do something difficult, wouldn't you have done it? And he said, in a heartbeat, I would then why not just do the simple thing and see what God does? This season of our lives as we are transitioning, as we are changing into these things that God is calling us to step into next individually, as families, as church, whatever it might be, it doesn't matter. Sometimes we sit there and think, oh, no, it can't be that. That's just, no, I mean, come on. That is so beneath me to have to do that. But if God said, I need you to walk around the perimeter of Bayfield 15 times and then the greatest revival in the nation is ever going to come, everybody go, we'll do it tomorrow. Poor bird. <laughs> and and if, if, but, but at the same time, you know, we're, we're so willing to do all the hard stuff, but God's saying, but what if you just do this and step into freedom? Why can't you just do this and step into freedom? Well, that's not enough for me. Who are we to tell God that what he's asked us to do is not enough? We need to be willing to do the very things he's asked us to do, even when we're like, oh, I don't know that I really want to, because it's going to bring the breakthrough in that area of our life that we need. I was also thinking of the story in Joshua chapter 3 where the Israelites are finally crossing into the promised land. And God tells him, he, says, he tells Joshua, he says, all right, Joshua, as you're taking these people into the promised land, he goes, you're going to have to cross the river. He goes, and in order for the, you to cross the river, I need you to have the priests go in first with the Ark of the Covenant and stand in the middle of the river, and then everybody else is going to go through on dry ground. Now, these people had experienced or had at least heard the stories from the generation prior about how God did this with the Red Sea when they were coming out of Egypt and they'd already gone through on dry land. And so they go out there and they do it, but this time something different happens. 
When they went into the Red Sea, as soon as Moses went out there, boom, it parted, the wind came, and everybody went through on dry land. But this time, the priests walk out there into the river, and it says it was at flood stage. Now, I mean, that's not huge. It's not a huge river, but it was still at flood stage. And they walk into the river, and from their perception, nothing changed. You see, the Bible tells us that miles north, immediately, the moment that the, that, that, that the priest stepped into the water, miles north, the water stopped and dried up, but it still had to continue to flow. So these priests are standing there, and I can imagine for a minute they're going, uh-oh, it's not happening the way that it did before. It's his fault. He's a sinner. I know it's him, right? <laughs> I told him not to do that. Oh, man, now we're all in trouble. It took longer than they anticipated. But God did it from the very moment that they were obedient. I want to challenge you to be obedient to what it is that God is asking you to do to start making the preparations for this next season. Because even though you're going, well, I did this and nothing changed, give it a minute. Give it a minute. Because when that preparation is done and you are obedient to do what God has said, it might be immediate like the Red Sea. It might be two miles upstream. And you just got to stand on the last thing you know you heard God say until he tells you to move. And you stand there. They stood there. The water did eventually dry up. It came through and it dried up. And it says the entire population of Israel went through on dry ground. Be willing to do what God has asked us to do, even if it doesn't look the way you think that it should look. It is time for us to break through from our past. It's time to break off the generational things that have bound you, that have bound me. It is time to be open with others about what God has done in your life and what he still wants to do in your life. If you want to step into the next season, we need to be as prepared as possible. And we have to put in the work of preparation if we want to do that. So ask God this week, Ask God to reveal to you what things in your own life need to be prepared for the next season. Say, God, show me those things in my life that, that, that I need to be preparing for this next season because I don't want to go in unprepared. Seasons happen no matter what, and I'm ready to be prepared. Your homework this week... God, show me the areas of my life that I need to be prepared. And then as God reveals those to you, then ask God. I mean, it really is as simple. Say, God, okay, I see that. I recognize this. Now, God, forgive me for allowing those things a place of influence for too long. And now I'm ready to step into your freedom. Sometimes God might do that stuff supernaturally. Sometimes God might use somebody else to help counsel you and walk you through it. Sometimes God might use other people to actually just be, be praying with you and help you get freedom over those things. There's no wrong way to be prepared for the next season. The key is just be obedient to what God is asking you to do. To be prepared at our house for the next season, 
We just got to, we have a little trimmer. It won't take us 30 minutes. If I had 40 acres and I was trying to get prepared for the next season, it would be a lot more than handheld trimmers. Use the tools that God gives you to be prepared for the season that he's calling you into. Amen. Does this make sense this morning? Guys, let's go ahead and stand. We're going to pray and be dismissed. We will have people up here at the front who would love to pray with you if you need prayer for anything. We're also going to have snacks in the back. Stick around and just have some fellowship and get to know people. And if you don't know Jesus as your Savior and you want to, come and talk to me because I would love to pray with you this morning. Father, we love you and we thank you. God, I just ask that you would just reveal to us, each one of us individually, all those areas of our lives that we need to be preparing for the next season. God, right now we just silence the voice of the enemy that would try to convince us that certain things don't need to be addressed, that certain things don't need to be dealt with. God, and I ask that just the Holy Spirit would just come and bring the conviction that we need so that we can walk in that freedom because, God, we're tired of being bound. God, we're tired of this old season. We're tired of these things. And God, we want to step into the new. So God, I ask that you would just give us the faith to be able to trust you as we do that. And in Jesus' name we pray, amen. Guys, you're dismissed. Have a wonderful week and we will see you all next Sunday.